Welcome to the Elevating Athletes podcast, where we talk about raising up athletes to succeed in sports and life. This podcast is for anyone involved in helping athletes achieve their dreams, from parents, coaches, sports medicine teams, or anyone else that guides athletes to success. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us today. This is Dr. Emily Skipper, and um, thanks for being a part of the Elevating Athletes podcast. Today we have a very special guest with here uh, or with us here today, Jane Blumquist. Um, her and her husband have founded the Hill Country Comets Club Track Team in 2014, and both have a lengthy lengthy history in the track and field world that I'll let them dive a little bit deeper into here in a second. Um, Jane is from Hughes Spring, Texas, and her husband um, from Gothenburg, Sweden. They met while going to college at Angelo State University and now have two boys together who began competing in track at an early age, which sparked the idea behind starting the Hill Country Comets in the Bernie area. We're happy to have um, you here today with us and look forward to hearing more about um, you and your organization. So, Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So we'll start. Um, just tell me a little bit more about your personal experience in the track and field world. Um, so I grew up as a multi-sport athlete in a very small 2A school in East Texas. Um, track and field was where I really excelled at the most. Um, pretty much from the elementary age on, we would have our field days, and I was always yeah. the best little kid out there, beat all the boys. Um once I started track in middle school, it was definitely my sport, so I excelled in that all the way through high school, and then I went to school, um, Angelo State, on a scholarship. So I ran um, the 800 and eventually kind of transitioned over to a year of 400 hurdles slash multis before called it quit with a knee injury. <laughs> so that was an early end to my career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like um, kind of followed through with the childhood, college, and kind of still passionate about doing that today. Yes, super. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit more about um, your organization. Um, well, we are a AAU primarily, AAU track and, club, uh, track and field club. We do participate in another division, which is the TAF, Texas Amateur Athletic Federation, um, and we represent the city of Bernie through that. Um, we compete in the summer um, and with the goal of going to either or both um, Junior Olympics through AAU as well as the Texas Summer State Games. Um, both of them are pretty big championships that we can usually bring anywhere from, I think we've brought up to 56 kids to the Junior Olympics and wow. we've had lots of kids go on to um, also to the state games every summer. Um, we have up this summer we're already over 250 kids registered and so it's a pretty giant club. We have um, 15 coaches. Most of us have done track at, uh, at the collegiate level. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of us haven't. They did it in high school but for the most part most of us are pretty experienced in our background. So we have one to two sometimes three coaches per group. Mm -hmm. We have a jumps group, a training, a sprints group, mid-distance group, a distance group, hurdles group, and a multis group and then a throws group so we have lots yeah, of coaches awesome. covering yeah it's pretty yeah. awesome very nice um so what kind of makes your organization unique 
compared to um, other clubs out there? I would definitely say the number of coaches and uh, that we do cover all the specialties. So we even have pole vault coaching, and these are collegiate athletes that you know vaulted in college. Um, whereas there's not a lot of clubs that offer every single event. Mm-hmm. So there's not an event that we don't cover in summer track, and typically with summer track clubs you get you know the running part covered mm-hmm. maybe running in hurdles but I've not seen any other clubs that offer every event yeah in the area really. there's some um you know across the nation but that's definitely a unique part of our club yeah and what age group do y'all kind of cater to our official um registration is open from five I'm sorry to eight to 18 um we do have some younger siblings that come in I would say the majority of our kids are in that 12 to 14 age, um, but yeah, we, we have five years old and up, and uh, those, since we've been around for the last nine years, a lot of those kids that started at age 8, 9, 10 are now developing into that 17, 18, so our um, 16, 15, 16, 17, 18 group is bigger than it's ever been this year. Yeah, because they're coming back every year. For sure. Yeah, yeah. getting a lot of that carryover. Yeah, and, which is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, how does your organization help athletes enhance their performance and skills? Um, well, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however your your stance is um, on year-round sports, mm-hmm. club sports has brought elevated most sports mm-hmm. by um, training kids year-round. That can be good or bad. Um, there's a lot of burnout and repetitive injuries because of year-round training, um, but we definitely believe in um, following a method of not just competing year-round. We have a pretty extensive fall training program that we've been doing for the last five years, and it's basically solely to prevent injuries. So it's all about building a bigger base, uh, strengthening every part of the body that we can so that when it's time to compete or start training to compete, your body can handle that level of competition. Yeah, most definitely, which is highly important for sure. Right. Um, I like what you brought up about the idea of burnout and right. getting overuse injuries. Uh, I think, too, um, you know, I might I might just be speaking from my own personal experience, but um, track can often be something that like is supplemented from right. from other sports and I think it has a lot of value behind right. it um, so even if you know you have athletes training year-round they're not necessarily doing the, the same thing yeah. you yeah. know year-round where you're kind of mixing it up and if you actually look at um, kind of statistics and professional sports you see that lots of NFL and NBA players and things like that you know Rain also track. were track athletes right. and things track like is that. important for every sport and uh, we do have quite a few kids that come in and just want to use the training they don't want to compete they just want to get faster for baseball for football um, things like that Um, and then we also have kids that come and work with us in the fall just to um, to get stronger for Mm -hmm. volleyball whatever they're competing in and it just just kind of has carried over into the community as a as a type of training. Yeah, yeah, which is great to have some sort of access to something like that. Yeah. There is um, definitely a lot of injuries out there that can be prevented right. by having right. um, good training skills and things. Yes. So that's we've... awesome that you guys implement that. Um, 
actually this is this conversation or this part of the conversation kind of a great lead to our next question um how does track help develop an all-around athlete well yeah i mean i think track most successful athletes in any sport are going to be fast and explosive Mm -hmm. and um you know those are the characteristics that make track athletes really good and so we can identify the athletes who have that characteristic and and work to enhance that and then the ones who are maybe more of a slower twitch we can start building on trying to hone those those characteristics also so that we can you can always create some fast twitch Mm -hmm. muscles and some explosiveness so it's always catering um, to what sport they're in or what their goals are um but I mean, the faster and the stronger you are, the better athlete you are in any event. Most definitely. Much. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you find that with a lot of your athletes, kind of track is like that's their, and we touched on this a little bit, but like that's their main goal of kind of moving on to the next level? Or do you do y'all have experience with a lot of them being like multi-sport athletes? Well, that was kind of our mission when we started mm-hmm. the, the track club is to bring track and field kind of into the arena of primary sports mm-hmm. and not just this afterthought. Um, everything else is over, so now let's do track or I'm, I have to do track. That's what the coaches are making us. And we live in such an area that is highly saturated with track and field, track mm-hmm. meets, accessibility. We don't really have to travel out of San Antonio, maybe to Austin um, to have really high quality track meets all year round. And so we wanted to show kids that there's this whole other world. Um, and now we're moving into this ninth year. We have lots and lots of kids that track is their primary sport, which is really what we've tried to make our mission is just spread the love of track and field throughout the community. And it's happening and we're super excited about it. I mean, we have kids that do, um, maybe one other sport, but this is their primary sport. Yeah. Lots of kids moving on to college and competing at the collegiate level. So very happy about it. Most definitely. Yeah. I'm sure it's also very helpful of, like you mentioned earlier, of having quite a bit of your coaches with collegiate experience. Y'all can be good kind of role models and mentors of um, kind of helping in that process of things too. Yes. what are what are your thoughts on um, kind of multi-sport athletes in general? Um, I was a multi-sport athlete. Um, most of the multi-sport athletes that I see are really good at track and field. So the positive thing is, is I think it builds a better base. I think it builds a better all-around athlete. Unfortunately, in this day and world, in this time, um, you kind of fall behind if you don't start focusing on one event. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they can catch up, but to be competitive in high school, there has to be a focus on whatever event you choose, whatever sport you choose, you just kind of have to focus on that sport. Certainly by the time you're a freshman or else it's hard to compete. I mean, the level mm-hmm. of competition in Texas is tremendous. We just went to the state meet and mm-hmm. you're looking at you know, you're looking at times and results that are essentially equal to college. So, yeah. I mean, if you're doing multiple sports and you're not focusing on that one event or those events that you're trying to compete in, it's going to be difficult. So yeah, definitely. it's a fine line, you know. Yeah. Um, I know you and your husband have uh, have two <laughs> sons that have kind of sounds like been raised in, in the track world. Um 
And then what, what advice do you have to young athletes who are looking to compete at the next level um, in track and field? Um, I definitely think the most important thing is just being consistent and just putting the work in year after year. There's just no magic answer. Um, we have, I have parents reach out to me all the time wanting, you know, private lessons on how to work with their kid on teaching them just basic how to run, you know, and that's just one part of it. I mean, I can show them, you know, proper running form, but that's not going to make them the better athlete. It's the months and months of just year round continuous putting the work in. And usually once you start putting the work in, the form just happens. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's like they're putting the cart before the horse. And so my son is just a perfect example. I tell kids the story every year. Um, he was a terrible runner. I mean, it was painful to watch him. He was always really good in high jump, mm -hmm. long, tall, lanky, he's really tall. So he just was skinny as a rail, no muscle. And he was just slow and just was, it was bad. And then um, he just kept doing it. We kind of, you know, he liked to be out there. He was always good in high jump. And so eventually middle school came around and he was kind of good. And then once it hit into high school, he stopped growing up and he started putting on some muscle and everything just clicked. And all of a sudden he was, you know, uh, a 50 second 400 runner and getting, you know, making his first year into state and as a sophomore and you know part of a great relay team and um an all-american in the decathlon and my husband and I were actually shocked when it started happening I mean it just was crazy we were like we never thought Ben was going to be that kind of an athlete and yeah, so I, I I just say you know there's just no magic with track and field it is just continuous work year after year and things happen when puberty hits too, you know, yeah, like hormones sure. change the body and all of a sudden you got a whole nother athlete in front of you. Yeah, most so. definitely. And I think too, um, especially with y'all's club, uh, starting with kids at such a young age and then going through high school, um, you'll probably get to see that quite a bit yes. of like these younger yes. kids who, um, you know, still all their neuromotor patterns and right. pathways are developing and you know once they hit like a certain level of maturity those things start to change yeah so i'm yeah. sure that's a rewarding it rewarding is. part of it too it is um, awesome so also like you know when the kids start out we try not to put a lot of focus on that age range between 8 and 12 mm -hmm. because we really want it to be fun, number one. Mm -hmm. We are a competitive club and we want to be competitive, but I don't, I mean, we see this in track and field every year. You know, you see these crazy world record breaking athletes at 8, 9, 10, 11, but they tend to almost all equal out once puberty hits. And you can take that random kid that never ran track and they just join, you know, seventh grade track and all of a sudden they're beating everybody. Mm -hmm. And so the good thing about exposing them early is that they are learning how to compete at a, at a high level. They're learning how um, proper body mechanics. So they're ahead of the curve in a lot of neural pathways as well as mentally learning how to compete at a high level. But physically, I do believe it. A lot of it just evens out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, you know, you made made a good point, too, earlier. You um, brought up the, the idea of burnout, too. So if we're focused on heavy competition at those early age, ages, sometimes that might be a little bit too much as well. Um, so good. 
that you guys are still, you know, making it, like, yes, it is a competition, but still making it fun yeah. for them because um, a lot of times that age range still doesn't quite, yeah. you know, understand in a way. So, um, very good. Well, what's, what's um, the summer look like for you guys? Uh, we are currently about six weeks into our summer program already. We started in the beginning of uh, April. We've already had our first track meet. We went to a few weeks ago that was over 2,000 athletes. So summer track is really, really big and looks a lot different for most kids. Um, we have a meet coming up uh, Memorial Day weekend, and then we will be hosting our own meet at, um, at the Bernie ISD Stadium. That's our second annual meet, and then we'll be getting ready for district and uh, hopefully moving quite a few kids back on to the Junior Olympics in, yeah. um, in North Carolina this year. And then we have the TAF State Games is in, um, I think it's in Corpus Christi again. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. So nice. We'll take a lot of kids down there also. Yeah, so busy, busy summer for yep. you guys. Um, well, kind of moving forward, what's what's next for y'all's organization in terms of kind of growth y'all are looking at, um, or you may may be happy where you're at right now too. Yeah, I mean we are in a manageable position. A lot of people kind of um, are kind of blown away about our numbers, but we have so many great coaches um, that want to be part of the club and return every year, so we can manage it pretty easily. Um, as far as growth down the long, you know, run, we'd like to, our boys both want to go into kind of managing this and expanding on it, maybe putting some satellite teams in some of the surrounding areas that don't have a team, um, or have anything accessible. So, um, in Houston, they have a couple of clubs that have up to five or six different locations within Houston. So kind of working off of that same concept, everything under the Hill Country Comets, but, within a, a radius of probably 50 miles, opening up a couple of different satellite teams that we could all be um, under one umbrella to create some yeah. powerhouse relays and things like that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I know coming from a smaller town myself, um, did have like a small local track club in the summer, but it, it wasn't like super competitive or anything. Right. So it's all, you know most of the people just within right. you know the same the same town so weren't weren't really getting a lot of that um extra competition from surrounding areas right, so right. i think um great idea to help right. kind of bring maybe some of those smaller surrounding areas right. in, into that so. we have um we have quite a few kids from our club probably up to 30 um kids that are going to be competing um, in Eugene, Oregon at the Hayward Stadium for the Nike wow. National Meet. Um, it's a qualification meet, so you do have to meet the standards. So excited. Last year we brought, we brought about four or five kids last year. So this year bringing a whole giant crew, and it's yeah, uh, awesome. quite an experience. That'll be our big meet to travel to in June. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah that's really great. Um, well, Jane, we appreciate you, you being here Thank with us so today. It's all very valuable information. I'm glad to learn a little bit more about your organization and what you guys do. Um, to everyone who's listening, we appreciate you guys being a part of it. And stay tuned for the next podcast. All right. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Elevating Athletes podcast. Please support us by subscribing to the podcast 
and sharing it with your friends and family. See you on our next episode.